I thought I would do some fun this week and talk to you guys about a little bit about astrology and the signs and the houses that they're in. So when you're born, the day you're born is called your sun sign in Western Western astrology. And when you take the time of your birth and the location of your birth, you get what's called your birth chart. It looks like a big pizza pie all split up into chunks. Well, it's actually split up into 12 pieces. So your moon sign would indicate who you are on the inside, the people that know you most, your inner self. And your ascendant or rising sign would be your outward appearance to others. Your sun sign is your personality. So with each of these 12 signs of the zodiac that start at Aries and end at Pisces, there are 12 houses that accompany them. And depending on when you were born, where you were born, um, that will discern which planets were aligned in which of these houses. So the houses do play a big part in it. And they do play a big part in tarot. So I thought we'd go through each house and how it correlates to each zodiac sign. So the first house, like I said, is Aries. It's the house that symbolizes the acting self. Um, the personality as it appears to others and the unfolding of one's individual destiny. It's the beginning point. It's the rising sign degree, one of the most significant points in the birth chart. So planets in the first house affect you, your personality strongly. Their characteristics are a keynote of your personality as you express yourself to others. So when you see planets in here, these are in the first house. You're going to notice how that affects you in your personality okay the first house is aries which is the emperor in the tarot it is a cardinal sign which means it leads the pack of the fire signs there is cardinal fixed immutable cardinal is the leaders of that season which is spring and then you have the fixed which is the more stubborn you know set in place and then you have the mutable, which is more easygoing, okay? So Aries, obviously, being the first house, very strongly independent, steps up to the plate, very much a leader. The second house, which would be Taurus, this is the second house, and it symbolizes what the self has to work with materially, possessions, money, and physical resources. The house represents your desires and your values. Planets in the second house operate in the field of material needs, also indicates what you value most highly. 
So Taurus is a fixed sign, so they're more stubborn. Notice how a lot of these things are the things you own. They're very much about finding deals. They're very easygoing, but they can be quite stubborn. They they like their possessions and being in their home, right? The things they own. They like being surrounded by pretty things and the things that are theirs. And it also represents sort of their familial roots, the things they're most comfortable with, the things that they consider their own, whether it be people too. And they're always good at finding a good deal. So the third house is Gemini. It symbolizes thinking and communication, which makes sense because Gemini is a mutable air sign. So that means they're highly intelligent and air signs are the communication and intelligence signs, right? So Geminis are known for this and they're also traditionally brothers and sisters in this house. There's about writings and short journeys. Your early environment is also represented in this house. So people like astrologers that can look back on people's, you know, life as they grew up, they could look in this area of this house as well as your powers of analysis and discrimination. So it's seeing things in a dual point of view, seeing things outside the box, but it can also lead to overthinking too, right? Being too smart for your own good. Planets in this house indicate how you communicate and operate mentally. So the fourth house, Cancer. Uh, You think of Cancers, you think homebodies, you know, big teddy bears, lots of love, all that stuff. The fourth house represents the home environment, the family life. And the father, but I've heard it. I was always taught that it represents the mother, but it can also mean the same-sex parent. Planets in the fourth house represent your family, your orientation, an ability to dig into the past in order to discover the roots of your being, and how your father or perhaps your mother was experienced by you. The fourth house is water sign, the cardinal, the leader of the pack, right? So this is emotions. Water represents emotions, psychic ability, that kind of thing warmth fifth house is leo which is the fixed fire sign so they're going to be more of the stubborn fire signs and the fifth house represents creativity self-expression and offspring it's also associated with romance and affection following the base of operations represented by the fourth house the fifth house represents the area in which your personal energies can be expressed into the world which makes sense because Leos are very outgoing, very sunshiny, very known for being beautiful and also being very energetic and like in shape, that kind of thing. So any area which is stamped by your personality, including the display of affection or any creative endeavors, such as your artistic expression, is therefore represented by the planets in the fifth house or the signs in the fifth house, which makes sense because they would be Leos are the type that really expresses themselves in beautiful ways and really like positive, energetic ways to get people kind of pumped up. Now, Virgo is the sixth house, and this represents issues of sickness and health and service to others. So you'll see a lot of nurses, caregivers, Reiki practitioners, what have you, are Virgos. Um, It also includes conditions of daily life of work. So this house relates to discipleship and mastery. An overcoming of obstacles in producing the fruit of one's achievements. They are the mutable earth signs. And they're very hard on themselves to to finish and complete their goals, right? So it makes sense for this. Planets in this house can manifest as challenges to your well-being and or indications of a profession of service to others. They do give a lot to others. 
The seventh house, which will be Libra, and this fits them entirely. They are the cardinals of the air signs. So they definitely can get stubborn and think, overthink things. But it's usually about their relationships, and it's because they are they have so much focus on being in a beautiful relationship. It comes from a good place. The seventh house represents marriage and partnership of all kinds and issues relating to other people. So as the opposite to the first house of personality, the seventh house describes how you fit in the world of others. So the planet in this house will often indicate the type of marriage partner you will seek, which is interesting. And notice how we mentioned the first house is is across the wheel, right? So it says it's opposite to the first house of personality. So when you when we're going forward, it's opposites are going to kind of play off of each other, right? So the eighth house is Scorpio, and it symbolizes the issues of death and rebirth, sexuality, and transformation. As the house follows the house of relationships, it refers to the fruit of the relationship. And these include the power to change based on new understanding made possible when one is no longer acting solely as an individual. So planets in this house are difficult to interpret, but may refer to how sexuality is manifested or to lessons you need to learn in order to grow and change. <coughs> Excuse me. Anyways, yeah, Scorpios are the fixed water signs, and they love hard, big time. But they can also, they can also get very um, moody and vindictive. Well, you know what? I don't even say they're vindictive. They act as though they're vindictive, but they're really not. They're big sweethearts. A lot of people give Scorpios a bad name, but I think of them as big sweethearts. Ninth house is Sagittarius. My That's the house I was born in. The ninth house represents intuition and the study of religion or philosophy and higher learning. In addition, it represents travel to other countries. So notice how its opposite, Gemini, showed short travels. This one is showing longer travels right to other countries and legal matters this house is interpreted similarly to the ninth sign sagittarius and represents the expansion of horizons mental physical and spiritual planets in this house may symbolize your philosophical pursuits or possibilities for travel which i mean that speaks to sagittarius in a nutshell very few sagittarians are a lot alike because i think it's so expansive how we how we say what a Sagittarius is, it's like, it's weird. I never really find two that are a lot of like, even though we all fit under what our sign represents. There are people who love to travel. They are definitely um, metaphysical type people, higher learners. They're very easygoing, but sometimes because they are the mutable, the fire signs, but sometimes they don't realize that just because something wouldn't hurt them doesn't mean what they say wouldn't hurt others. So they can be a bit blunt seeming. They make the best friend of the Zodiac, but they're also one of the worst mates considered because they don't tend to attach to other people very easily. They're very independent, but when they do, they love hard. So 10th house is Capricorn. The tenth house symbolizes the public life, authority, career issues, and also represents the mother or perhaps the opposite sex parent. I would say father. For me, that's highest hot. As standing opposite the fourth house, the tenth house represents the foundation of the personalities made to manifest in concrete in the world. So the birth chart is often divided into four 
seven-year periods, one per quadrant, right? Cycling each 28 years of life. And the 10th house is reached at the age of 21, the age of legal adulthood. So planets in the 10th house will indicate what the energies and challenges are for your career and also how your mother or perhaps father was experienced. I think that's really fascinating. Capricorns are definitely, like when you see that, it's more like concrete adulthood, more serious, you know, getting down to business. And that's definitely what Capricorns represent. The 11th house is Aquarius and it symbolizes goals and objectives, object, oh my God, objectives, apparently I can't speak, and also friendships and membership in groups or associations. The work in society represented by the 10th house is released through the individual and the activities associated with the 11th house. So planets in this house indicate how visions for the future and also group associations and friendships will operate in your life. I've known a few Aquariuses, and <clears throat> they're all very different from each other. They're kind of like, little, they're a little bit of an oddball of the group, but in a good way. Like, they have this uniqueness that makes them stand out, even though they're not the flashy type, like, say, like a Leo. But they're still, um, and is Leo's opposite, but they still have that energy and uniqueness about them. That's cool. Then we have, last but not least, Pisces, and it refers to the 12th house, the unconscious and things beyond the physical plane. It is traditionally associated with confinement and self-undoing and has been called the house of karma. Planets in this house indicate functions that are hidden from your consciousness, personality, and are expressed in terms of psychic faculty or self-sacrifice. This is, um, Pisces are interesting. They they are the mutable of the water signs and very very loving and sweet but full of turmoil it feels like an indecision they're always worried that they're not doing the right thing they like to have validation a lot of times but i think they're a really cool sign actually personally but a lot of people have a lot of people have issues with these people which is kind of kind of weird Thank you.